Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Good evening, everybody, to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily, right here on Wrestling Daily. This is probably the best triple threat in at least the last two weeks, I would think. As you can see on my guest co-host, I'm being flanked by Inside the Ropes, Gary Cassidy, and of course, Fightful's workhorse, the goddamn Christian of his generation, Jeremy Lambert. How are you doing, fellas? I'll start with you, Jezza. How are you, my man? I'm very well. I was vibing to that intro music. My God, that was tremendous. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's uh, that's custom made straight from the, the mind of Pete Quinnell. It's tremendous oh, stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, don't be pinching it for the distraction and shit, Jeremy. <laughs> we don't have an intro music. We need it. But we, if somebody wants to make us an intro music, please do. How are you hitting 5Ks and not having intro music? What's that about? Because we're that damn good, Alex. That's <laughs> how. We don't, we, we don't need the intro music. We're just that damn good. Can I curse on this thing? I probably should have asked. We're uh, just that good, all right? I mean, I, I, I would say pick your spots. Right? All right, all right. I'm not, I <laughs> well, won't go full out. But like, yeah, not, a, not gratuitous. Not gratuitous. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Triple H. Sure. That's a Triple H term, right? You, you're friends with Paul. You're, you're good oh. friends with him. I feel like I could say the D word on here. Absolutely. I, mean, I only address him as Paul. I don't even, I don't even hunter him. Just, just Paul. Just Paul. Uh, Gareth, how are you, my man? I was very tired, but when you hit that intro music, man, energy through the roof. Um, no, still a little bit tired after yesterday, which I know we'll get into. But apart from that, can't complain at all. I like how, because um, out of our triumphant, you're the only one that actually doesn't do this full time, which I think people forget. You like you you because you, just by Twitter, I would think that's his gig, and yet, alas, you're out there subtitling and shit. Yeah, I, I take that as a compliment. I love to hear that. It is but, a compliment. You know, that, that's the one thing where I do essentially transcribing in some form for a living, and I still probably do less transcribing than Jeremy does. So. <laughs> I feel like that's my life is just transcribing. It's a, uh, yeah. I, I need subtitles for this show to understand Gary. That's what I, I need. Provide them while we're going yeah, can you, can you transcribe and subtitle yourself, please, at like live while we're doing this? Je- Jeremy DM'd me the other week and he was like, oh, I see this line from your interview. Have you written it up yet? I was like, no. And he was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. He didn't no. want to do it unless I'd done it. Yeah, and then I still did it. I still did the 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 transcription for it. Uh, but I thank you for actually transcribing your Rhea Ripley interview that I that I got an article out of, so I didn't have to listen to it and do that myself. Yeah, what it was the Natalia interview that I did a transcription for on that. And then you said you were like, "Oh yeah, if you do it on the Vince McMahon story, I'll probably just use your transcription." Yeah, like, yeah. Thanks. I, thanks. Imagine that, my own exclusive <laughs> hat tip, Jeremy Lambert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way forward this world's moving with all the all the transcribing that jeremy gets up to god damn uh, good way to do it good way to do it it is indeed uh, you know what our titular news tonight this is what we always start with i'll circle back and do all the housekeeping after the titular news is a fightful report jeremy i'm sure you're very well aware of kevin dunn has been talking his stuff right do you want to run people through exactly what he's been saying about billy k to kick off proceedings Oh, he said that he doesn't get Billy Kay. That's what it, that's what he said. I mean, according to uh, Fightful Sean Rossab, he doesn't get Billy Kay. And to that, I say Kevin Dunn is very out of touch. Yeah, yeah. that makes one of us. That um, <laughs> definitely only makes one of us. I mean, uh, just to read exactly what the report says, Billy Kay was a surprise cut for many backstage as a talent that Fightful spoke to did not see that coming. When asked why... 
They cited the fact that she was used on WWE te- television as recently as WrestleMania and was loved in the WWE locker room. I mean, that all seems concrete to me. Um, as was her former tag team partner, Peyton Royce. She was also beloved. We're told Kevin Dunn specifically didn't get Billy Kay uh, and had verbalized that he saw a ceiling for her in WWE. I mean, doesn't everyone? Uh, we're, we're not sure if that had actually contributed to the release. I mean, it, it has to, in a way. Uh, Kevin Dunn not getting someone. Wow. I mean, what was happening when Lars Sullivan was getting promos? I don't know. Like, was was Kevin Dunn sitting there going, this, this is it. This is the stuff. I mean, she, she is, uh, for my money, and I'll start with Jeremy, one of the naturalist funny people in the company, right? Like, or, or am I out of touch now? I don't know. No, Billy Kay was always hilarious. WWE comedy sucks. Like it, it's, it's not good. The the two people who do it the best are our truth and Billy Kay. Like those, those are the two people who can, you can give them whatever and they, they will knock it out of the park with, with whatever WWE ends up giving them. I think the problem with Billy Kay was, is like, she didn't like turn enough for, for Kevin Dunn's liking to do a bunch of camera cuts. She, she would just like, you know, stand straight forward and just be like, you know, deliver her lines, do very well. There wasn't enough weight. I can't, how can I camera cut if you're just going to like stand there and kind of, you know, be funny? I need you to move a little bit more so I can do a bunch of camera cuts. I don't know. But Billy Kay ruled. She, she took this resume gimmick and knocked it out of the park. Everyone thought Peyton Royce was going to be the big single star when they needlessly split up. And Billy Kay turned out to be the breakout star. So, it's a shame. She was the most surprising one on that list because she was just on WrestleMania. She was just on WrestleMania. Everybody else is like, oh, they're not really being used too much. All right, fine, whatever. She just wrestled at WrestleMania and was killing it every week on SmackDown. It's a shame. She's going to go somewhere and she's going to make some company some money and she's going to make herself a lot of money. Absolutely. As DeAndre says here, Riddle is a prime example about WWE comedy. Now, I don't, I don't like to crap on Riddle myself, but that's a very good point because there are many of his segments where I'm a bit like, eh, you know, yeah. um, Gary, what's your take on, on the Billy Kay or, and WWE comedy in general, I guess. Like, is it just that she doesn't fit in, which is, it sounds ludicrous to say that out loud, but yeah. Yeah. The thing that I always go back to is, um, our truth like 10 years ago said the name of a place wrong. And ever since he became funny guy. And it was like, it just couldn't get out of that bracket of funny guy. And he's amazing at it. But, you know, it limits your TV time ever so slightly. Billy Kay seemed to fall into that bracket. I mean, she shouldn't have anyway because the Iconics were gold. I think that's not even a discussion point. Just don't break up the Iconics in the first place. Um, But, yeah, she was such a surprising one because even, you know, we knew the Natalia Tamina story and that was probably going to get them the win on the Saturday, which it did. But the fact that uh, Billy Kay was added last minute, you know, obviously they ruined it first by tweeting it out, um, but the fact that she and Carmella were added last minute, it was like, oh, there's actually a story here and maybe they're going to continue with that story, maybe even beyond WrestleMania, and now we've not even got to the next episode of SmackDown to see if there was going to be any payoff to Billy Kay and Carmella being a team going against each other. It seemed like everything was going for her, you know, like Jeremy mentioned, the, the resume gimmick, that is like that's the epitome of making lemonade out of lemons and, and she done it. And it just seems like that like the thing that I always think is there's nothing worse than getting over before you're meant to get over. Before the company has planned you getting over. If you get over, they'll be like, nah, let's um let's bring that ceiling down ever so slightly, a la Rusev. I, I was watching Jeremy intently as you spoke. Lemons out of lemonade. And I, I, <laughs> he says resume and out razor me. What? What is that? Huh? <laughs> uh, you, uh, by the way, your viewership has just dropped by half. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube will get this. They will get this show. They will come for us. I like it that Jeremy brings his his cohorts with him to the show. Look at that. Joe Pearl in the house, Jeremy. I have a very loyal following for some reason. For some reason, people like our stupid show that we do every week. Alex, I have no idea why. I like psychosis leg drops and tape in my face and stuff. And people... (laughs) People just enjoy it. Uh, but but Gary's right about getting over when you're not supposed to get over. And that's exactly what Billy Kay did. Because they 
Like they gave her this stuff and they didn't think it was going anywhere. They were yeah. just like, here, do do what you want with it. And like everyone loved it. You talked about people being uh, loving her backstage and stuff. Doesn't seem like anybody has a bad word to say about Billy Kay. And it got over and they're just like, eh, don't know about this. I don't think it's anything wrong with being the comedy stuff because like you said, like R-Truth does it and he's just been the comedy guy. And like, yeah, that's going to limit your ceiling, but like, R-Truth's got a job for life there. And you're better off, if you could do some good comedy, you're better off with that than like trying to be a good wrestler like Ricochet. That's not like doing too well for him. So at least if you got, if you could be a comedy uh, act, like you you can stick around, but apparently not for Billy Kay because Kevin Dunn doesn't get her. That just seems so, I mean, the, the whole, this whole thing, right? Like if you look at the list of people that got released, right? The Iconics and Tucker in particular, they are the victims of WWE's own decision-making, right? Like, uh, as soon as Heavy Machinery was split, there was nothing for Tucker. Nothing for old Levi. Like, that wasn't even considered. He was, like, basically cast aside from the jump. Why? They didn't even give Heavy Machinery the run they could have had. They didn't make the titles, really, did they? I, mean, they, they? I know they didn't have them, but, I mean, they didn't really even have a program for them properly. He's gone, right? Otis is the guy. Who they then plug into another team, Okay. Uh, the Iconics as well, they split. Peyton Royce over to Raw, hardly doing anything. Uh, oh, I'm never going to be, we're never going to, you know, be in another tag team. I mean, you are though, because you're going to be tagging with Lacey Evans for the next two months. And then Billy Cage has this resume stuff. She was probably, I'm trying to choose the wording. She was a great Fred in the Royal Rumble this year. I really thought that. She was a real, uh, she, like the first half of it in particular. I felt that she did a really good job of like making it make sense and funny and bringing everyone into it. I thought it was good. And like you said, every week she's been really enjoyable to watch. It was a crying shame. I mean, I'm happy for Titus. A crying shame, though, that Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil, when you've got Billy Kay and Bailey, who could have actually really done something with that hosting gig. So really, I look at those three releases and I think, they, they were killed from the jump. Like WWE basically sold them down the river and went, well, we're taking you out of this. Like how could they possibly have succeeded almost? You know what I mean? WWE took them out of their best strengths. And more importantly, for what? It would have been one thing if you'd gone, well, you know, Peyton Royce went on to do something. Otis went on to do something. Someone went on to do something. But it's just a, ter- a series of bad decisions. And now look where we are, man. Like, I, I feel awful for them. I really do. But if we're cat intrusion if we're looking at uh where they go next right i know everyone goes oh aw can't pick them all up they won't pick them all up uh so where do we think realistically these three in particular right tucker is someone who mm, well i'll let you two answer it but tucker tucker and the iconics in particular start with them what do you see their future looking like do the iconics go as a pair they probably should right Alex, we've got this long before I've mentioned them. Impact Wrestling, the Iconics Knockout Tag Team Championships. Perfect. Like, I, I don't think I need to say any more. I think they would be utilised very, very well in Impact Wrestling. As for Tucker, it's so weird. Like, you mentioned the full split. The legs were cut, like, right out from under him. The second after that split, when he got, I think it was Ricochet he went up against. And it was a two-minute match at the very most. We didn't even know it was Tucker because his look had changed that much. And then they finally flash off a graphic and it's like, oh, he's not a local enhancement talent. I think someone like Tucker, he started to really... <laughs> like it's, it, oh, man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, someone like Tucker, I think, he started to really prove himself as being a like a great... I hate the word hand. I think that's quite... Not derogatory, but it lowers someone a bit. But it did look great when he was, you know, against Dolph Ziggler and stuff like that. NWA would be somewhere I would see him. I think he'd do a really good good job there. Yeah, that's good. Utilized quite well there. I like that, Jeremy. What do you think, man? Uh, I like the idea of the Iconics going to Impact and winning the the Knockouts Tag Team Titles. I do think wherever they go, they're going together. Um, I know people are going to be like, oh, Peyton's going to go to AEW because Spears is there. I think she wants to be more with her best friend than her husband. Like she, she probably sees her husband enough. You get kind of sick of seeing your significant other that much. Like you, you want to stick with your best friend. Um, I like the impact Tucker. Everybody tells me he is good. I can't say that like, I've actually seen him enough to know like how good 
he is. I'll I'll take the word of of other people who know a little bit more and pay more attention to Tucker matches than I do. I loved his post afterwards where uh, Steven Jensen said it like, I learned more about Tucker's personality where he's on the golf course in, in uh, cool shorts and Arizona state shirt, smoking a J and everything. It was like, yeah, where was this guy? This is the guy I want to see on television, not whatever he was doing these past, however many months. Um, I think Tucker could be good on like to start maybe like an AEW dark, really kind of show what he can do. I do like the NWA stuff. I just don't know how much of a future NWA has. Um, so I'd like to see him go somewhere where he might actually be able to, to shine in a company that might be around this time next year. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you're right. Tucker, because the, as soon as the tag team split, it was all about Otis and Tucker really didn't do anything. How much can you possibly know about what he can do on his own? Uh, I, I think probably the best part of his resume is probably Elimination Chamber, right? When yeah. uh, Heavy Machine are in there, like, I guess. But that's still like a very small fraction. I, I assume he's going to have to go out there and prove his worth as a singles rather than, you know, he's not just going to show up in AEW and, uh, you know, get, <laughs> get the ball. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see it. Let's go down the list. Mick, Mickey James, is she a lock for NWA? I guess, you know, the same rationale we just applied to Peyton Royce. But this one I see as being more realistic. I see her going there as maybe a commentator with like occasional matches and then maybe just concentrating on our our, our projects, you know, music and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, she would just be amazing anywhere. The same, I'm going to say it again, Impact, but I know probably get slagged for saying it again. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think she could go anywhere and be great, but NWA would be likely just because of the, the partner situation. I think Mickey's doing the, the full tour here. I think she's going, she's going to be in the... ROH women's tournament because that's supposed to be in the summer. Then she's going to appear, do some matches in Impact. I think she's going to do some matches in NWA. I think she'll even pop up and do some matches in in AEW. I think Mickey, I mean, she's she's older, and I know she she spoke out about you know just because I'm older doesn't mean I still can't go. There's the double standard, and I completely agree with her. But in, in, in all fairness, she is closer to the end of her career than she is at the, the beginning. That's just the reality of age. Um, so I think that she's going to go and she's just going to have the matches that she wants to have regardless of the promotion. And bless her if that's what she does, because I think that's the, the best uh, best way for her. Yeah, get a serious uh, retirement tour going on. You know, yeah, for one, it doesn't even have to be a retirement tour. Just, like, just go to the matches you want to do and not be locked down to one company. Mm. Yeah, and, and her name does carry value, which I think yeah. WWE really mistreated, if I'm honest. Let's uh, continue down the list. Uh, the pair of Chelsea Green and Mojo Rawley. Now, Mojo is like an interesting one because he, he made the transition from NFL, American football, directly to WWE, right? Like straight into the Performance Center. He doesn't really know life outside of WWE. It's like, is, is there a market for Mojo, Jeremy? I, I feel like of all the people on the list, Mojo just might be a guy who kind of falls back from wrestling and just ends up mm. doing like some personality stuff, like like Aiden English type stuff. Like Aiden English isn't really involved too much in wrestling anymore. He's got his YouTube channel. He still does interviews and stuff. And maybe I, I know that with no real independent scene, uh, that could limit some things for him. But Mojo just seems like that kind of guy for me. He seems like he's he was so in the WWE style and and everything that, and that was where he wanted to be that anything else kind of seems like maybe a step down for him. And I just think he'll, he'll just kind of do personality stuff. Maybe once the world opens up again, he'll go somewhere, but of all the people where I'm like, eh, he might just actually like fall out of wrestling because of this. Mojo's the guy on this list. Gary. Yeah, I think Mojo is such a strange one because for me, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that I was the most excited by him in the ring. But in terms of everything outside you, the ring, he was you don't perfect. Say. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be a little bit polite to him. Um, sure. But everything outside, you know, it's fluent Arabic, done a lot of the social media stuff, was apparently an absolute delight with media in general. It was. Um, it and, was. and of course, brought Gronk to WWE, which, you know, I'm not going to hold it against him. Um, but I could see him doing, I think, yeah, reality TV kind of stuff like that. Maybe even, you know, going to the podcasting world and. Maybe even do one with Gronk, who knows? Uh, but yeah, he would probably be the you know the most likely to fall away. That being said, you know we mentioned them being so ingrained in WWE. Ty Conte, perfect example of someone who was like that and is now you know on the run of their career. So you never know.
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Chelsea Green. Broke her wrist on the debut. Uh, coming up to the main roster, they've let her go already. That was one that was a real head scratcher for me. Like the hot mess, she has got so much about her, you know, versatility and character, and obviously good in the ring. You know, it just goes all the way back to uh, Lucha Underground, and I've, I've enjoyed her for a long time, right? And it's like, why, <laughs> why has she been let go here? Surely she had some merit. They they were going to have plans for her as recently as what a few months ago. November, now, yeah. right, and now it's like, okay, we're, we're just going to cut bait here when she's just got back to full fitness. Like, Gary, what do you make of that? Uh, I have no idea how that decision even got made. <laughs> Absolute insanity, um, especially because I believe it was rumoured that she just signed a new contract as well. Um, yeah. But, my God, I don't know how you dropped the ball on that one. The one thing I'll say, you know, obviously Matt Cardona, you know, we always link the partners, but for me, Diona Perazzo. Perfect, you know, the perfect example. A good friend of hers. I think they both suffered from the same kind of thing in WWE where they came up, you know, done a wee bit on Raw and then it ended up being that they were, you know, really good and just kept getting used for enhancement matches, kind of devalued them, had to go back to NXT and all that kind of stuff. But it just seemed like they'd picked things back up with her. I would love to see, you know, VXT was a thing we never actually got to see come to fruition. I think Rachel Ellering's been doing a little bit with Impact as well. So, yeah. Get those three together, man! I would be so excited for that. Uh, I think I think she'd be a star in AEW. I would be kind of surprised if she doesn't end up in Impact with Cardona there and Diana there. So, but if she wanted to go to AEW, she could walk in and kind of be like, I mean, she's already better than than Tay Conti is, but she she would be like right on that level immediately. Of hey, let's give this person a big push, and and she'd knock it out of the park. Yeah, she she absolutely could, like you said, walk into either company, be a big star straight away. It just, you know, I mean, there's a thing. You know, you, we spoke about it, Take On T and Gianna Perazzo, and there are others. I mean, but it's hard to say because NXT haven't really dropped the ball on any women, like in terms of like the ones they use. It's not like, you know, you can complain that, oh, well, you know, she should have had the spot over this woman. The division is just insanely stacked. But by the same token, you have to look at like a year that Gianna just had and be like, how do you not find room for that on your show? Bear in mind, Chelsea Green didn't really have a spot on NXT either. Like it was pretty fleeting before she went straight up, right? So, I mean, is it just the fact that, and we just hear that WWE just had the largest intake of women as well to the performance center? It's great, but at the same time, there's going to be some some ones in there that get away, right? It's almost sure. as if they need their own uh, women's show. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's uh, what the NXT Evolve will be. They'll just it'll be an all women's promotion, which good. I mean, they have so much talent, men and women. Like they just have so much talent on that roster. Like that's why that's why you got to cut people. But then you know, also utilize them better. How, how about you do that? Or don't hoard all of this talent. It's 
they put themselves in this position. When you say use them better as well, I don't think anyone could really deny the gateway from NXT to the main roster. Like how often does it work as we expect, right? As smoothly as it should. I mean, all recent examples, I don't know, Keith Lee, Ricochet. I'm literally saying this off the top of my head right now. Uh, so Alistair Black, Keith Lee, Ricochet, um, you know, even the Viking Raiders, I guess, have had to take a step back and because of the injuries and whatnot, but now they're back. Um, there's a ton, right? If the right squad, uh, <laughs> iconics for that matter, even though they did have the tight title run, there, there's a bunch that when you look at coming up and you're like, wow, these like Ricochet, I was thinking they, they can't miss, they can't miss. He, he like, you know, he's not who else can do what Ricochet does? Well, no one can do what Ricochet does because he's not allowed on TV. So it's it's a strange thing in WWE where, you know, and I'll, I'll make this comparison that Jeremy may or may not understand, but with football, soccer, your youth teams and reserve teams in the UK, right, they mirror what the first team looks like, i.e. they play the same formation, you have the same style because they're, they're breeding you essentially to get to the first team, right? NXT, I don't know if you could say it was like that once upon a time, but since moving to network TV... Is it not now? Is it just Triple H's promotion? Oh, the main roster wants them now. But what Vince wants is very different. What one thing that sticks with me is Shayna Baszler. I know, Jeremy, you listen to every podcast in the world, so I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. She was on oral sessions, and she said that Vince made her do a match again, and she literally couldn't understand why. She was like, that was really good. I just shot around with Natalia. Like, what was bad about that? And she had to go out and do it again. Um, do you think that there's a detachment, Jeremy, starting with you, from NXT to the main roster. First off, I'm insulted that you're like, maybe Jeremy won't understand this soccer comparison here. This is every minor league system in every sport in the world. They all play what the pro club actually plays. So when you get to the big club, you're like, oh yeah, this system is very similar. This development is very similar. This is hey, exclusive hey. to football. Well, so listen, the right? American system is different in the sense of the college, the collegiate Right. Yeah, but so so hockey. I'm a big hockey fan, and they've got they've got like the NHL, and the NHL team has an AHL club, and they then they have an ECHL club, and they all play a similar style. So when you continue to progress up the ladder, you're not just completely like, wait, what am I doing here? You know what right. what is this system that that I'm not used to? Let, let me right? qualify my statement. <laughs> right, if Zion Williamson comes out of college, has he been playing the way that the Pelicans are? That's what I meant. I, I'm sorry Fair. to have to give you a flawed Fair. statement, but you understood <laughs> what I was going for. All right. What was the question? What are we talking about? Yes, there's, a disconnect. <laughs> yes, there's a disconnect between NXT and the, the main roster. There always has been. It's, it's two different worlds that they live in. It, it, it's always been like this. Nothing's really changed off of that. Rhea Ripley, she's a huge baby face in, in NXT. She comes up and then she's just big heel on the main roster talking about Asuka and using all caps and her on Twitter and stuff like it, there's a disconnect all across. And like, look, Bianca, uh, I saw so many people in the, the chat like, Oh, Bianca and Rhea are doing well. Bianca got called up a year ago and wasn't on television for like six months before they finally realized, Oh, this person's kind of talented. Let's do something with her. And then they had her lose the Bailey by cheating. They heat her up with the rumble. They still even screwed that up with the Reginald stuff. Rhea does. Oh. Her last year was just, I don't even know. And if Charlotte doesn't get COVID, I'm not sure what Rhea's doing either because I don't think they actually had plans for her. She even said it herself. I was in catering for a bunch of weeks, just waiting to be told what to do. And then finally, she kind of lucked into that whole situation potentially. So there's a big disconnect, huge disconnect between the two. She said that to some great interviewer I heard, some real swell <laughs> guy. Uh, you're right though. Like That's what she said today was – and that's what I tweeted out. The timeline to me is pretty fascinating. They told her she was getting called up before war games, right? Yeah. That's December 6th for the record, <laughs> right? And then she's sitting in catering after the Rumble till March 22nd. <laughs> and like Jeremy said, like if, if the whole, first of all, if Lacey Evans happens, yeah. that match is happening, right? She gets pregnant. If the Charlotte sort of false pregnancy, COVID, if that doesn't happen, so Rhea, like, it took a lot for her to even get onto WrestleMania. Why did they call her up? Like, they must have had an original plan. Did they? Like, I, I can't get my head around that. No, they didn't. They did not have an original plan. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Naive. Naivety. Uh, Gary, why haven't we had a bad joke yet? 
Um, I'm not sure you would find him, Hugh Morris. <laughs> Sorry, that one didn't land at all. I'll, I'll drop one in a bit. None of them land, yeah, yeah. Gary. None of them. None of them land. I, 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 I sent one to Gary earlier. Are you, are you, are you ready, Jeremy? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. What? How do you find Finn Balor in the snow? How? You look for the prince. <laughs> that, is so, I... that is so shit. I'm so proud of it. Go on. <laughs> Can I leave? I mean, listen, you're you're welcome to do whatever you whatever you see fit. Well, your reputation I was, I, could I, I be thought harmed. We were, I thought we had a good relationship. We spent Valentine's Day together. And, you know, we had right. a nice date that night and everything. And then... You want to do this to me? Gary's already banned. I've I've banned <laughs> Gary for all of these bad jokes. That that's why I need to take the the time here and say why is Mick Foley's shopping bill so low? Nah, why? Uh, because he doesn't buy Coca Cola. It only goes for the cheap pop. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do y'all spend on? Oh, oh god like do, do people do people send these to y'all like they, they dm you these jokes and it's like i think this would be hilarious you should use this one like, do you write these yourself if so like i just have to question like what you're doing with your free time both of you are very hard working by the way i'd hate to think that like all right after you get done interviewing all these wwe stars that you guys get to interview that you're like, oh, let me write some terrible joke to to, to tweet out. Like that, that just seems like you could be doing better things with your time. I'm no, Jeremy, the thing is, it's all Jeremy's fault because he's the one doing all the transcriptions that we can steal for our articles, which right. gives us the time to write jokes. <laughs> I, I must I must admit I'm not trying to encroach on Gary's business because he's fairly untouchable in this domain. Um but geez Louise. It's one way to put it. That's that's one way to put it, that he's untouchable. <laughs> Does he want to be touched? Anyway, uh, for everyone tuning in, thank you so much for joining us today. Wrestling, uh, WrestleTalkSorry.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. That is how you send in an ultra chat. You can say anything you want to say, and the mods will get them to us. And myself, Inside the Ropes, Gary Cassidy, Fight Fools, Jeremy Lambert. We will get to your comments, your hot takes, your opinions, whatever. Get them to us and we will have a go on them, no problem. Uh, before the end of the show, make sure you get them in. Whatever the donation is, we appreciate you. And the mods, right on cue, have come through with the link. So make sure you do that, guys. Um, listen, Jeremy, you love the business. You love everything this about business. the business. Uh, it's this business, Alex. This business on, on my show is whatever the fuck i want it to be jeremy be careful now you were cursing oh my god <laughs> this cursing i told you you got to pick your spots brother <laughs> <laughs> 1. 1.2 million jeremy what are you saying about that now it, just in relative terms by the way raw in the last you know leading up to wrestlemania 1.6 in and around that mark like for people that were like, yeah, you know, miles away, it's not that far away. I know Raw did two million this week, but still. It's good. And I hope it's it's maintained. Because that's the biggest thing, right? Like actually maintaining this. Um they ran this week unopposed for the first week. It was it was coming off WrestleMania, a lot of just talk in general about wrestling. So people probably wanted to check it out. Uh and now it's just it's about maintaining because they did 1.4 their first week and then they they slowly went down and i know they had nxt every week after that including that first week now they don't have nxt they're building towards blood and guts you would think that would be a pretty big show on may 5th that should do a pretty big rating i hope they consistently get over a million because i think it's good for wrestling and i say it every week uh i think i think aew is the best show and me and tony khan we're best friends now so i, I saw I, this yes we're we're great friends tk and i so uh, i i hope i hope aew can keep it up i really do gary what do you make of it my man um I, this is a question to both of you but i'll come to you first how much of it is the mike tyson effect because he has been on the show prior and i don't think that really counts but you see people on twitter going Ugh. so yeah 
I think there's something a lot more obvious that might be responsible, apart from the change of days of NXT. I wonder how much Broken Skull Sessions might have sent people towards AEW. Because airing that on WrestleMania weekend, the first hour was an advert for AEW, essentially. It was Chris Jericho saying how brilliant this promotion is. And, I mean, if people... I think a lot of people watch, you know, the network or Peacock that maybe don't even watch Raw and SmackDown because they're just there for documentaries. They're there for, you know, Broken Skull Sessions type things. So maybe they're like, man, Raw's not very good right now. Oh, Chris Jericho's telling me that this show is good. I remember when Chris Jericho was on Raw and I loved Raw when Chris Jericho was on Raw. I'll watch the show Chris Jericho's on. <laughs> like, I'm not sure that that might be me making up stuff and it might have nothing to do with it. But I think there might be a little bit of something there. Uh, my main thing, yeah, like Jeremy said, it's maintaining it. I think it's great timing that Blood and Guts is round the corner. The one thing I'll say, I love that, you know, I love Dynamite. I think it has been probably for the last, ever since it started, the, the best weekly show. Yeah. This week's wasn't the best. I didn't really enjoy this week's show too much. Um, but again, Mike Tyson being there, it might bring people back. People might just give them more of a chance as well than they did the first week. So it might keep people coming back. But yeah, amazing to see. I just love seeing, you know, those ratings. I stopped covering them because it was getting really toxic. Now they're on different nights. It's like, ah, amazing. Just hope everyone can do well and we can just watch everyone love wrestling. Jezza. Mike Tyson. I, I don't I, think I don't think Mike Tyson had anything to do with it. Honestly, I really don't. I, I I'm with Gary. The the Jericho interview with uh on on Broken Skull Sessions uh, on Peacock. I think that helped. Honestly, like I, I think if you watch that show on Peacock and you're like, hey, what's this AEW thing? Like you you may have checked it out. And again, I think coming off of WrestleMania, where wrestling was the the talk of uh, the world, and AEW probably got boost from that. So. You just you just got to keep maintaining it now. And as far as this show, like, yeah, that was a fine show. They had some good wrestling, and that's what they wanted to do. They just want to throw a lot of wrestling at you. It's just a matter of like, all right, if you are a new fan watching this, are you turned off by all the stuff that they throw at you, or are you like, oh man, there's just always something happening, and a lot of this stuff feels important. And are you going to keep watching? Uh, we will we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, I hope they stick around a million viewers. Uh, up until blood and guts and then maybe they'll pop something even higher with blood and guts we will see hopefully it does well because it's good for the industry and i like things that are good for the industry because i like this job for the most part <laughs> yeah and you love this business i do yeah. love this business very true the business um i <laughs> uh, yeah when you're working your 16 hour days every day jeremy on you. I haven't sure. had a day off in two weeks. I finally get a day off tomorrow. Sean, Sean Ross out, just running me dry out here. Just, just horrible. And I'm spending my day off putting together a video package of our dumb angle that we're doing. So I spend my days off working. That's, that's what I do. I really, really hope Ronda Rousey announces she's coming back to WWE <laughs> in the morning. Jeremy's like, no. <laughs> why, why are you so mean to me, Gary? Why? I, I know you're banned. <laughs> I know you're banned. I know your jokes aren't good, but that's just very mean. This is his way of working his way back in, Jezza. That's what I, I can give you one better joke that I think oh, no. one around if, uh, if that works. Do it. How many Vince McMahons does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. Light bulb screwed light bulb. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> How can you even know seldom when they're that bad, Jeremy? I, I honestly don't know. I'm very, I'm very good at. The, do you know how many shows I've done with Robert O'Neill? I can no sell a lot of stuff. All right. <laughs> Eva Lee, no. Uh, yeah. Let's, you know. Wow! Wow! Don't, don't, don't let her see it. Really she'll beat the shit. She'll beat the shit out of me. I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> I do agree though that. Um, Dynamite has been the best show for me. And my weekly enjoyment kind of goes, um, and I'm trying to do this to scale, Dynamite, SmackDown, NXT, Raw. Like, that's kind of how it goes for me. Uh, SmackDown got exponentially better when Roman came back, and they just had – it just all coincided nicely because Bailey and Sasha was hot. Roman was hot. It's a two-hour show. Like, that's <laughs> It's hard to not be be able to build around that, right? Um, so SmackDown was, uh, and, and you look as well. SmackDown's like mid card, 
is like unbelievable when you actually look at it. When you know uh, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Alistair Black sitting in the back, Big E. There, there's there is literally like a ton of talent there that you can do a multitude of things with. Whereas Raw, I mean, they they has a lot of talent, but they're just not showcased in such a way. So I feel good. I feel good for WWE moving forward with SmackDown. But when I look at Raw. I don't, I don't see that number getting hot again. Like I know that they're probably going to think Becky Lynch returning or something like that. Like WWE these days seem to be very like, just they, they think like one thing will do it, right? Oh, we're going to announce this return and that's going to do it. We'll do a Raw Legends night, I tell you, and that'll pop a rating and then they won't be able to stop coming back. Yes, they will. Like just book good stories, man. And, you know, just book consistent stars, but... Uh, it's it's what was weird is that SmackDown and Raw is run by the same people. So is it what what what's the deal? What is the deal? Is it the three hours? Is it just the fact that they have about ninety seven writers? Like, is it Vince McMahon? I, I, I mean, this is the most convoluted question in the world. But do you see things improving for Raw this year, Jeremy? Is you know what what can be done? I think you're. I like SmackDown as far as the WWE products go between Raw and SmackDown. It's it's much, much better. This is the wrong week to like try to praise it when they just announced, hey, here's the 300th Street Profits versus Dirty Dogs match and the uh-huh. 300th uh, Alpha Academy versus Mysterios match. Like, it's, like, that's the issue is they just keep giving you the same matches you've seen already. Like, who could possibly care about this stuff? And SmackDown will probably be good tonight. Those are good matches. Roman will, will be great. Uh, but, I mean, Roman's just been really carrying SmackDown. And I think that's the, the the difference there, Alex and Gary, is on SmackDown, you have a top guy in Roman Reigns. And on Raw, you don't have a top guy because they put all their eggs in that one basket and he couldn't carry the show. You know what basket I'm talking about, Alex. And I know you're not happy with it, but it's kind of the truth. Can we uh, cut off Jeremy now and just kick him out the show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, just say it. He's got a fine line, Gary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp has popped in to get his commission. Listen, <laughs> where's my WrestleMania bonus, Sean Ross Sapp? That's what I want to know. We're, we're directing people to Fightful Select. Jeremy don't get none of this shit. He has yeah. nothing. <laughs> Oh, Jezza. When were you? When? What? What? what <laughs> when are you going to hold SRS up like like Denise does? When's that going to happen? Oh, I need to. I need to. I really do. Denise is getting all this cash, and I'm out here. You know, 200 articles during WrestleMania week, 25 articles a day, eight shows a week, doing 5,000 views with the distraction. I can't. I can't get anything. Can't get anything. Meanwhile, Gary, you, you're loving life under Kenny McIntosh. It's, it, 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 SRS is tyrannical over here. Hundred percent. Let me talk to Gary, or let me talk to Kenny. I'm gonna slide. Yeah, to yeah, that's right. I mean, listen, this is no angle. Kenny, Kenny's gonna make a move. He's got, <laughs> he's got Sean in on Monday nights, and and just as he's uh, you know, keeping him warm and keeping him friendly, keeping him on the podcast <laughs> in the back door, he's trying to bring Jezza in. And he's trying to, he's, all of these accents are filling Jess's head with poisonous, <laughs> luring, luring words. I can see it now. <laughs> Look at this, man. Look at this, Not man. Dr. Thunder. I'm drinking juice boxes on air uh, on, on most shows, all right? Drinking these juice boxes that I steal from kids at their school. <laughs> Gotta go. Just gotta go to schools around here because they give out the the food because of COVID. And I'm just like, hey, let me get your juice boxes. Just take them all. Seriously, man. If I catch you on the playground t- trying to take my kids' juice, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would not laugh at that at all. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's do some ultra chats before we head into the home straight of the show. Jesus, time has flown by. Uh, the first one is JJ. 
Distraction Head PR. I suspect Jeremy knows who this is. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm here for the big star in capital letters. Jeremy. I would say stars, plural, but no great Joe Holbert. Hey, he didn't want to be booked. He wanted. He didn't want to be here. Joseph's, uh, Joseph's got the week off. He's got the week off. He says, shout out. Hope Jeremy is getting millions for his appearance. Do I look like I have millions, brother? I'm in my living room right now recording a show. Uh, have a great show. But um, that, that leads me to a good point. I struggle to keep up with the distraction on Twitter, man. <laughs> is, Joe, is Joe, is he there? Is he retired? Like, what? Uh, I mean, Sean, what Sean posted, if you, if you want to put that up there, uh, I run a show in which, yeah, we think, uh, we made people think Joe was dying. <laughs> Joseph's not dead. Um, he, Robert O'Neill, he took his spot. Robert O'Neill's the new co-host of the distraction. What do you want me to do, guys? Where we run a wrestling promotion, Alex, we, we run a wrestling promotion and it's a podcast and we're going to win. We're going to win bookers of the year in, in a couple of weeks. I promise you we're going to win bookers of the year because you try and kill off your talent. We don't kill off the talent. We're running the hottest angle in wrestling. We have information. We had, we had a, a former two time pregnant woman champion on the show uh, yesterday talking about Becky's return. Like and why people wrestling fans should not be, you know, oh, pushing her back. Pregnancy's tough. I don't know if you guys have ever been pregnant. I haven't, but <laughs> it's very tough, according to this woman. <laughs> Gareth, since we've just plugged everything Jeremy's ever done, um, <laughs> how is life inside the Rosewood, man? We were talking about this before you came on air. What interviews you've been doing and stuff? Like you've been in the magazine as well. You're really spreading your wings over there with Kenneth. Yeah, it's fantastic. The, the one thing is, you know, you mentioned that, that this isn't my full-time gig, so it's a little bit annoying because I'm like, I really wish I could just be so hands-on with it. But, you know, BBC News needs subtitles, so I can't be. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. You know, the, they just give me the most freedom ever. If I'm like, I want to write this 3,000-word article about China's career, it's like, yeah, on you go. And I did it, and if you go to my Twitter, you can read it in cheap plug. Um, but not doing that and doing a little bit in the magazine, which is great, you know, not written in print for 10 years. Um, so nice to see stuff in a wrestling magazine as well and also just getting to, you know, watch everything go by, watch the day-to-day -day stuff and kind of straddle as well, doing a little bit for the BBC wrestling-wise. And then um, I got to interview Shawn Michaels for that, which was absolutely surreal. Got to do a little tiny bit, you know, uh, BBC are like, we want a three minute video. Uh, can you get us anyone big? And got Shawn Michaels and got a 30 minute <laughs> interview with him. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy's just like, I'll write it up. Don't worry about <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> no, this, this is Shawn Michaels. Like, why am I so violent? <laughs> this is what he does. Did you ask about ladders? You ask him why he, he likes ladders so much? I would really like to know the answer. It was sadly before that um, <laughs> that little uh, segment that he done. But well, yeah, I'm sure you'll get to interview him again, Gary. Or Alex will get to interview him because you guys get all the top guys. So next time you interview these guys, please ask them. Listen, this is why they don't let me interview anybody. Because I, I, I have an answer. I have an answer to all our problems. Right? We need to come together, form this triumphant of wrestling media talent we need to buy wrestle my british granny from sean rossap <laughs> right and let's break free let's do our own thing we could do it jeremy lambert from wrestle my british granny could could interview Shawn michaels that could happen we would never get interviews again if they let me interview half of these people because i i don't think i'm a very good interviewer anyway and i just I, I'm too sarcastic for that stuff. I can't like interview with a straight face because I'm just I'm just not good at that. I'm not good at that portion of it. That's why Sean does all the big interviews. We get Luther. We had our guy Luther on the show. And yeah. like he plays along with us. Bless that man. I think the big problem is no one has still asked Charlotte Flair what bow down meant and the hashtag. Yes, I agree. <laughs> See? I agree. You guys, I'm I feed you guys these questions and you don't listen to me ever. I know you guys are always on the media calls and stuff. You get all these interviews. I'm like, here, ask them these questions. You don't do it. Like, I'm trying to help you guys out. And you're just like, hey, what, what happened with this storyline? Hey, what'd you think of this match? What did this moment feel like? I want to know the, what bow down, hashtag bow down and all this stuff is. Jeremy's literally just done the bullet points of what I ask. 
<laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What the fuck was up with this story? Tell me what happened. Alex, uh, Alex does do a very good job. Of like, so so and so said this. Yeah. What is your what is your retort to this? Alex yeah. does. I, Alex I does would this. love to know this, but let me ask you through the virtue of somebody else. <laughs> I don't get the heat. You heard what they said, so tell us. Uh, yeah, that is a tactic. Jeremy sees right through my goddamn plan. Uh, before I do another ultra chat, Gary, have you got a joke for us? Oh, I can give you another one. Why not? Um, I did tell you guys that, you know, before we came on air, you know, low on the gimmick here and telling people we were talking before we came on air, but I've started getting back into exercising and eating a little bit healthier. Um, you know, obviously one of my big inspirations is, is The Rock. The guy's built like a tank as Alex drinks his McDonald's uh, <laughs> drink. But, you know, The Rock, everyone looks up to him when they look at getting fit, getting healthy. And I was like, man, I'm going to try the diet that The Rock's on or, or a diet inspired by The Rock, at least. You guys have seen his cheat days, you know, all those pancakes and stuff like that. I was like, nah, I can't do that. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll take on an alternative The Rock diet and lay the snack down. <laughs> <laughs> That is the longest tale I've ever heard. I was, wait, I was like, where is this going? Where is this going, Gary? Storytelling, long-term storytelling. That's what that joke was. That was two minutes for the, for the smackdown. That was WWE long-term storytelling. Oh, Oh like, my word. Yeah, you you no threw fear. an eye for an eye match in there. You were burning people on fire. And then you're just like, we're just going to end in a straight wrestling match. You know, it's like yeah. last time ever. This is, that's what happens. Yeah. That was, that was Rollins of Mysterio in joke form. Essentially. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, right. Twisted Minds says, congratulations to Louie for beating the WWE Bumps uh, trivia champ, Scott Goddard. In the No DQ Wrestling Trivia Challenge Tournament semi-final. That's a word mouthful. What a match. Uh, good luck in the final. You went for a hell of a ride against Chris Cass. Yes, Louis is a former Quizlemania champion. Lest we forget from Wrestling Daily. So well done to the pubescent man himself. Uh, and Twisted Mind says, and to clarify, no, I'm not Dan, as was guessed last week. Okay, I'm the other German. On the Dex Express. Wow, there's multiple people on the... Never mind. And what do you think about Pat McAfee joining SmackDown commentary with Michael Cole? Gary, to you first. Oh, I really wish they hadn't taken Corey Graves off SmackDown commentary because I, I think Corey Graves and Michael Cole had really good chemistry. I, I know a lot of people more about the cliches and stuff that Michael Cole comes out with, but I thought they actually had really good chemistry together. Um, so, you know, the, the raw shake-up, I'm going to give it time. I don't want to bury anyone too quickly but it didn't really blow me away on Monday I'm really excited for Pat McAfee especially because we know he's wrestled some really good matches in the past year you know they're not going to I hope they're not going to overuse the the physical stuff but we know it's a thing that can happen so I would really like them to kind of just let him go with it let him be a heel on commentary I I know he's not going to be Corey Graves but I think he's going to be really good and man the guy smashed out the park with absolutely everything he's done with WWE so far my one hope is that he wears shorts and they acknowledge the Michael Cole getting upset with him for wearing shorts. That's the one thing I hope for. Yeah, that's a very good call, actually. I had forgotten about that story. Uh, although, I mean, I, I'm a big Pat McAfee guy, like in sense of his promo work and has been great in WWE thus far, obviously knocked it out with Adam Cole. Um, so it is interesting what they're going to do. It's probably going to be like a Taz, Jerry Lawler situation down the line where somebody's going to have it out with Pat McAfee. Uh, Jeremy, do you like this move? How, how does it feel for you? I'm a big fan of Pat McAfee. I don't know if he's going to be any good at commentary, but he was awesome when he cuts promos in NXT and he's great at uh, wrestling as well. I, I think it'll be good. And then I hope it leads to uh, Pat McAfee dethroning Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year. That's that's where I think it's all going. <laughs> yeah, the big, Rock. Big baby the Rock. face, Pat McAfee. The Rock just in the stands yeah, um, Rock missed a shot. All right, Pat McAfee's here. <laughs> Gary alluded. Plan. Gary alluded to it there. Uh, Adnan Verk, right? Am I saying his name right? I think so. Yeah, uh, Vink. Vink. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm glad because I really thought. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I thought he wasn't the most comfortable. That's how it felt. It didn't feel like he was cozy. Um, and I know that he, you know, fair enough, it's his first time out and he did even say he was going to be carried at the beginning of the show and he tried, you know, he's got the enthusiasm and I, I think the knowledge is 
probably there. He seems like he is a fan, but mm, I don't like to be the guy that's like, that wasn't very good, but it wasn't very good. I'm, I'm hopeful that you get better with reps. I don't, you know, there's no denying it's a difficult job, especially being the lead guy, you know, just chucked into that play-by-play position. Um, but it, he, he's, I think uncomfortable is the word I would use, Jezza, for his first outing. Yeah, I don't, I don't really blame the guy. He's just yeah. like, hey, you're doing Raw, Raw after Mania, go for it. With no real experience, I'd probably be uncomfortable too. Uh, I thought he got better as the, the show went along. I'm willing to give him a couple weeks here, see how he does. It's, I can't imagine it's an easy gig. I don't know if Vince was in his ear on Monday though, because in an interview, uh, that I listened to yesterday, he said he hadn't met Vince yet. So I would imagine hmm. that Vince was not in his ear on Monday, or else he was, and he just still never met the man. Um, so I do wonder how it's going to go when Vince is kind of yelling at him to do things, if it's going to be better or worse. So we will see. I His voice was very new, and I have not quite learned how to tune out the commentary uh, of him yet. Once yeah. I do that, I'll probably like him a lot more. And once I just realize, oh, yeah. He doesn't really say anything but the usual WWE stuff. I'm not, I don't know if this correlates to a play-by-play guy, but Renee, who I spoke to last week, Renee Paquette, was saying well, that... Look at this named Renee, who I spoke <laughs> to last Rock. week. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about roast potatoes. We're talking about commentary. Look, it's a good time. Um, she she was saying that um, the first night, they left her alone. Like Nobody mucked around with her the first couple of times. But then it does get worse so um if that was his one with a bit of freedom hmm. uh i hope the best for him though because like you said i mean he seems seems like he has the credentials right it's just yeah. just a case of fitting in get in where you fit in all of that good stuff uh what else have we got taxel good name hasn't even been 24 hours since the firing of the chubby chief and jeremy is already on other shows this was booked like this was booked before I knew what the contract situation was with Joseph. But that's why Joseph's not here. All right. That's why Joseph is not here. He would he would want me to do this. Everyone, I want you to know right now, Joseph told me he gave his Sa- blessing for me to do like this. Sounds like he's show. dead. He'd want me to do this show. <laughs> sounds like he's passed on. This is like, what I would have wanted. Right? Please don't put please do not report this. I know you guys get the scoops and you put the reports <laughs> out. Do not report that Joseph is dead. Please. Listen, We've already got listen, enough people believing that. Listen, nobody, nobody was a prolific reporter as fake scoopster Jeremy Lambert <laughs> in his prime. Nobody. Trouble. In trouble for that one. <laughs> I think the, the main thing here is that Jeremy is so traumatized that he needed a distraction. <laughs> Didn't even tear up. Didn't even have to tear up. <laughs> Gary, it was waiting I in the morning. Go, I thought you were going to go with something like you were so traumatized. You wanted to be around comfort of accents from people who we can barely understand. <laughs> That's why he's doing this show with us. But no, he he, he went with that. <laughs> Gary, uh, for Adnan, what, what are your thoughts, man, quickly? Yeah, so I actually, you know, I watched it with quite low volume because 1am, you know, that's just the way we do it. But I ended up having to subtitle off, which is great fun watching it twice. And he did get a lot more comfortable the further we got in. But in the space of the first 20 minutes, he called two moves. And he said, um, sorry, he said things were little twice in that time. Little slam. And Corey had to say it wasn't little. And he he also said double trouble three times in that, uh, like, overanalyzing the guy but I had to listen a second time because I was subtitling it but yeah it just it, it also used pronouns a lot which as far as we're led to believe Vince McMahon hates um from what Taz has said on podcasts many times I really hope he gets you know more comfortable I don't even think it's getting better it's just getting more comfortable with the role but it does seem like WWE really wanted to do this real sports feel thing with him and bring him in from MLB because they're Tom Phillips who's brilliant um but yeah I guess we'll just see where it goes well, Michael Cole even makes mistakes. I think yeah. as uh, I believe it was Jeremy actually who, who who highlighted many of these on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Were you? Did I, I see? Know. Did I no, see that from a different account? I don't say. I mean, I just assume you have everybody blocked and muted, but me, Alex. Like that's that's how me, my Twitter actually yeah, works. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. I should never <laughs> have let you back in from the cold, Jeremy. Uh, I don't pay well, attention to commentary, so no, I don't know these mistakes that people. I make. Well, I, I know my Twitter was lit up because Michael Cole got a blue thunderbomb wrong. 
It's just like, that is like, you've been in the business 30 years. Never mind. Um, I see Sean Rossap is causing havoc in our live chat, by the way. Uh, getting prayers. He's, he's messaging me this on Skype, too, by the way. Like, Who he... messages on Skype? What? Look, look, look. What? That's a long, that's, that's a story I don't want to get into. But yes, we, we use Skype and none of us are too thrilled about it. I think it's worth saying that everyone in the chat is just following Alex's um, Alex's road earlier when they dropped an f bomb. <laughs> Lots of f bombs there. As soon as you started talking, I was like, "He's going <laughs> to say something bad." I know he is. I just know it. Uh, <laughs> WrestleScope, good egg champ says, "Happy Friday, gents." Where do I donate to get the website from the evil SRS? Oh, he's evil now. <laughs> Jeremy, how's the struggle between understanding Alex and Gary together? Hate that Pat McAfee is on SmackDown. Can't stand him. Cole, Cole and Pat will be awful. The champ has spoken. WrestleScape, wow. what the hell? Man, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <Hold back. laughs> what are all these Pat McAfee haters for? Like, this McAfee. Is him. This is the champ. <laughs> That's this a sweet is the title. man. Yeah, an awesome title. Exactly. He's put the work what, in. To be fair to him, what what are the what are these haters on on Pat McAfee? He does great work on NXT. I'm excited for Pat McAfee. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. Well, fellas, we're, I can't believe we're at the home straight already. It's what a wonderful, joyous. What do we talk about on this show? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We riffed on where people might end up. We didn't even get to Samoa Joe. We just cut it off. Uh, we can just it. all agree he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Samoa Joe's going to be okay. Uh, Samoa Joe will be fine. Yes, I think he will cope. Um, but otherwise, we want to, before we finish, we always want our guest co-hosts to uh, let people know where you can find them and what you're up to. Jeremy, what is your schedule like? Where is the distraction? And why are you by your computer every day for 20 hours? I'm in the gym every day getting shots up. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash Fightful. Watch the distraction. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Thursdays. Uh, we, got a, we got a big show. Everyone watched the show we just did yesterday. It was, a, it was a monumental show. We have another big show this week. Every show is the biggest show we've ever done. All right, guys? Like, it, it's just I can't tell you how big this show is going to be. The, the matches we put on this show – it's gonna be it's gonna be huge, all right. We hope everybody tunes in. We hope everybody loves the show, and we just we want everyone to have a good time and just really enjoy the show that we put out there for everyone. We're open for big ratings. We're open for big ratings on TNT. TNT's really hoping that we just big ratings for us. Just everyone, we 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 hope you enjoy it. Um, my, my best friend Tony Khan's gonna yell at me after that. JK, JK, Jeremy Khan, there he is. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Go there as well and, and support me and help pay uh, for all the fines that I'll get from doing this show. <laughs> Gary, what about yourself, man, Inside the Ropes? Well, yeah, my first ever interview was with DDP, so I have learned from that to be a shameless self-promoter. If you go and follow me on Twitter, sadly, Gary Cassidy has 20 followers and won't give me his handle. But I'm wrestling, Gary. You know, pretty easy. You're already, already going to be on the, the Wrestling Daily Twitter, so just uh, delete a couple of letters and chuck in a Gary there and you'll be fine. I'm shilling my own work constantly, but you'll see stuff there from itrwrestling.com, which is the main place I write, and a little bit from BBC The Social as well, which is where I do some video content, which has me speaking a wee bit more, which I know people probably didn't like. So apologies for that, but you can get my text, which is easy to read. I don't write in a Scottish accent, so you should be all good on itrwrestling.com. <laughs> did you put it on this guy on Twitter? Did you try and take the handle? Uh, I have asked him three times and tried to buy it off him, and he's like, "Nah, sorry, nah." Why, it, why does he want it so bad? It's, it's registered too many places, and the guy all he tweets about is um, Ben Burgess. I can't remember what band he's in. Suede, maybe, and another band, The Wedding Present, and it's literally like one tweet a year. And it's like, man, I, I will, I will give you some cash. Come on, I'll, I'll make the, I'll make it rain. And he's just like, nah. Nah. So wrestling Gary is. <laughs> Make it rain with a light shower, I'm going to yeah. assume. Right? Yeah, like, like turning the tap on when you put minimal <laughs> effort in. It's like a couple of, couple of pound notes if those about, still exist. What about the point, God? Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter.com slash Jeremy Lambert 88. That's that's my Twitter handle. There is a Jeremy Lambert. I don't, I have not tried to, to buy it though. Are you an 88 baby? Is that what you are? Yes. Yeah. I was born so, in 88. So am I. What month? 
September. Do you not know my birthday, Alex? That's very, that's very <laughs> well, I hate you, so why would I? <laughs> we're, we're bad enemies, Jeremy. And now I know I know that I'm older than you. I feel like far bigger and superior than Jeremy. Look at him, he's terrified. Oh my god, look at him. Ah! Alex yeah, is jacked. My <laughs> I will just point out that I'm two years younger, which makes me the baby face here, which means you guys are both the heels. But working from under, of course you are. <laughs> I, I'm so grateful for both of you coming on today. Um, uh, I hate doing saying, but being serious for a second. Uh, I admire you both very much, Gary. Fantastic work inside the ropes, Jeremy. You oh, goddamn work, of course you. Both of you, fantastic. I implore everyone who has watched this stream to please go follow my guys, support the good work that they do, and yeah, thank you so much you guys coming on today i look forward to doing it again one day in the future i feel like this is actually a better pairing than i could have got for either of you just jeremy and gary the jokes people want it i can't wait to clip these up on twitter and everyone be furious uh thank you alex i i admire both you guys as well as much shit as i'll uh, there's a uh as much as as much crap as i give you guys uh you guys know that i love you both and and hopefully i'll be spending valentine's day with you next year Gary, since i spent last year with alex so i'm out I'm cut. I mean, it could be all three of us. We can we can all three spend Valentine's Day together. That's what you guys want to do. I don't think any of our significant others would be like, what? You're, you're going to spend Valentine's Day with these people? No. We have Wrestle just made more long-term planning than most wrestling promotions. <laughs> well, listen, Wrestle My British Granny, Valentine's Day special. <laughs> I've told you. All right. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight. Thank you to my special co-host. I'll be back on Tuesday with the man himself, Louis Dangor, the Wonder Kid. We will be doing call-ins. Can't wait to see you then. Until then, have a good weekend. Get some damn sleep after SmackDown. We will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.